Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. that doesn't suck part four now there's only one more part so do not panic and that will be the last uh, one of the year so you've got a couple of uh, weeks of sort of holiday break to let this sink in so hopefully uh, from the last three you figured out whether you're a Hermione or a Luna and you've started to implement either a Luna hour if you're a Hermione or a Hermione hour if you tend to be a Luna that's as far as we've gotten so far, because structure is hard, so we're not going fast, 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 because that just doesn't work. Uh, we're going to go pretty slowly today as well. That doesn't mean it's not going to be scary. It is fairly simple. It's going to be great. If you are like, you sound more tired than usual, uh, I was at a wedding for a dear friend yesterday, and I was wearing uh, high-heeled boots, and uh, Gogo, her... Uh, the friend's little one who was like a year and a half, uh, weighs about 35 pounds, and I carried her for the whole friggin' thing. <laughs> so we danced and we laughed and we ate cookies and we bounced Christmas ornaments all over that wedding venue. We had such a good time. But my body, like when you carry around a 35-pound person wearing boots and heels, um, body's not the happiest. So what you hear is just good, tired, good fun, nothing to worry about, goodness. And then I have an awkward thing, and I'm going to say it twice because it's even more awkward that way, in the name of doing what I ask you to do. And that is, uh, this is the 34th episode of That's What She Said that's come out in 2019. There will be 35. And in order to keep that work going, I'm making a very specific ask, which is much like WQED, which is the Pittsburgh station, you don't have that station, uh, or whatever local... um, publicly funded radio or TV 
uh, station you have access to. They typically do, at least in the States, a fun drive, which is to say like, hey, you've enjoyed all this stuff for free. How about you pay now? <laughs> so uh, my ask is that if you're a regular listener, you've gotten 35 new episodes. So $35 is a fantastic way to say, hey, thank you so much. Uh, you can go to kristenkelp.com slash podcast and smash the big giant chip in button for $35. And the first 10 people who do that get a snail mail surprise. And it's pretty dope. Like, don't be like, oh, it's going to be a card. No, first off, cards are awesome. And secondly, it's going to be so much better than that. <laughs> okay. Um, so kristenkelp.com slash podcast, smash the chip in button for 35 bucks. Also, I do remember the people who send gratitude money and chip in money and all that good stuff. And it does, it does curry favor. Just so you know, I'm, I'm a human. And, um, because I take care of everything business related myself, I do notice and I do appreciate. Um, and so when that money comes in, I do send you a little zip of energy and a thank you. And I generally, um, know the regular names that show up in my inbox, uh, for doing such things. So your, um, your chipping in is noted. It's appreciated. And I encourage you to do that at kristenkelp.com slash podcast before you forget or before you buy even more holiday things and completely run out of money. Cause I know how that goes. Okay. So bum, 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 structure that doesn't suck part Four. I didn't come up with better names because I wanted it to be very clear that these are a series and not for people to just jump in at part four and then be like, this is stupid and terrible. So sorry about the name. These are things that I actually apologize for. I'm sincere. Like, I'm sorry. It doesn't have a better name. <laughs> um, okay. So you know whether you use time like a Luna or a Hermione and we are ready to talk about priorities then. That's my priorities intro. <laughs> the thing about priorities is that they're really difficult to spot from a close-up perspective. You need a bird's eye view. Thinking, looking down on an enormous crowd from a balcony or flying over a scene while riding a winged creature. Because hell yes, I built Buckbeak into structure that doesn't suck. I mean, if we're going Luna and Hermione, the next logical step is going to be Buckbeak. For the not Harry Potter fans, don't worry, it's not going to get that intense. Uh, Buckbeak is a magical creature who Hagrid uh, cares for within the Forbidden Forest. You must present yourself to him and bow before you are granted any further interaction with him. He sizes you up. If he bows back, you are free to pet his enormous beak and then ride him as you would a horse, except he has wings. Buckbeak is saved as a result of uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, book three. Uh, and he's my favorite not-human character in Harry Potter. Favorite like, when I quote-unquote met Buckbeak at Harry Potter World, I squealed and bowed to him. And he was animatronic, let's be clear. <laughs> and I was riding a roller coaster at the time. But I was shrieking with joy as we continued on the Hagrid ride, overwhelmed with my love for Buckbeak and Doey was sitting beside me just laughing like you were legit I've never seen you this excited and I was like yes because Buckbeak it's a big deal because Buckbeak is capable of taking in the entirety of both a human being as he does when you stand in front of him and a scene as he's flying around at once he is a master of helping you to spot priorities 
So the flying high framing buckbeak question for uh, structure that doesn't suck, part four, which is originally part of part one, but then I realized like, oh no, there's lots of other things to say, is what is the next most important thing to be made? Particularly as we close the year, or if you're listening to this at the beginning of a new year, what is the next most important thing to be made? Not the next 17 most important things to be made, which is typically how females work. Not what you'll work on after the laundry and the donations and the shopping and the cleaning and the kids and the whatever. The next most important thing. And I mean important with a capital I, not like ship those three boxes over there before uh, Monday. For Lunas, it's generally been living in you for months, if not years. Often when I have uh, Lunas, there's stuff that is, has been like, ooh, that's in the way deep down, and we pull that out and start to work on it. It's time to bring that to light. For Hermione's, it's generally the thing that you don't let yourself do and or the thing you'll get to later, like when you're old, retired, or on vacation, preferably all three, old, retired, and on vacation is the perfect time to start working on this thing, right? And that's totally natural because everyone, myself included, fears that the next most important thing, those are all caps, next most important thing, is simultaneously not important enough to take up so much of your time and too important to do imperfectly. Like it's just, if, if it's going to come out, it's going to have to come out perfectly or it's not worth doing. That is a fallacy. Some part of you wants to protect the next most important thing because it will require something of your soul. It is important. What is that thing? The thing that keeps you up at night that is not like apocalyptic politics stuff, but like the vision that keeps you up at night. The weird dream you keep on revisiting, those can be super helpful for being like, oh, uh-huh, 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 I see, I see. Uh, the class that's calling to you at 3 a.m., the book that's only like 200 words so far, the project that is plans, plans, and more plans at the moment, the piece everyone is sick of hearing about because they wish you would do it already, like you want to build a 30-foot driftwood sculpture in the yard, paint it red, set it on fire at the same time the Burning Man thing is on fire. Great. Perfect. Do it. <laughs> this is not the thing that your grandma approves of, or in my case, your mom, uh, or that your partner most wants. It is the annoying, irascible thing inside of you that will not take no for an answer. And irascible is just, it's just like it sounds. It's a rascally little creature that will not be given anything but a yes, will not go away, will persist and persist and persist. So let's start there. The whole point of creating structure that doesn't suck is to bring that thing into the world. Your work deserves better than to continually be pushed to later, and that's a quote, later, unquote, which is never, or ignored for the sake of scrolling on your phone or returning emails in the timeliest fashion humanly possible. So some other questions to help you bring for the surface. Bring to the surface, I got too excited. Which project would it hurt you to leave by the wayside undone? And that project could be a whole business, by the way, or it could be a single uh, individual something else. Which project calls to your soul in a really annoying, won't get up, give up way? Like you have tried 
to kill this and it will not go. Which phase of your work is next, but you've been putting it off for days, weeks, or years? For many of my coaching clients, teaching is the next step. For others, producing more work instead of teaching is the next step. So I am not trying to steer you in any direction, especially not toward passive income. I am trying to steer you toward your own desires and your greatest potential. That's always what I'm trying to do is just sort of redirect you back to you instead of asking me or anyone else for the answers. Whichever projects makes you both scared and excited, Glennon Doyle calls it cited, a combination of both feelings, is exactly right. And if it helps, it's S-C-I-T-E-D, cited. Uh, if you have utterly no idea which project I'm talking about right now, imagine that I call your best friend and ask them what you've been talking about but not doing for a while now. <laughs> yeah, it's that one. Yeah, if you called me and asked me about my best friend, I'd be like, yep, I know that one. Yep. Mm -hmm. And if you asked her, I don't know that she would know. She might have some ideas. I think moving to Portland is my next most important thing. She knows. Uh, your best friend has kindly and lovingly listened to details of this unmade project for months, if not years. And it's time to show them that you've got the follow through necessary to make it happen. This project will generally be wildly impractical and or utterly terrifying. Wildly impractical because it may be a departure from what you've been doing or it will require a great deal of you. Utterly terrifying because cited, because it's scary and it's exciting all at once. Uh, Buckbeak would like to remind you that he spent time in friggin' wizard prison as an innocent being, so figuring out your taxes and then creating a savings plan in order to afford the next thing is totally doable. Whether you'll need a bigger budget, a little more time, a little more energy, or simply a plan, you've got this. What I want you to do is write it down. Scribble as much of the how and who and what and where vision as you have right now. Um... The trick is that you don't have to know all of the answers. You don't know how, how you don't have to go how chapter 17 is going to go, but you do have to start writing chapter one. Um, you don't have to know how you're going to market this six years from now. Uh, but you do have to know that this is going to be marketed, right? Um, it's this really simple juxtaposition of you, you have to have some idea, but you don't have to solidify all the ideas for the next 30 years. So I want you to stop right now, like before your asshole brain can bat you down and get you to push this off for another three to five years, scribble as much of the how and who and what and where of your vision as you have down right now. So you might not have much. You might just be like three words and the end like LA. That's all you've got. Great. You can dive into that. You might be like, ah, no, I know exactly. And write that down. The trick is to get ahead of asshole brain and to say, this is the next most important thing. It does not have to be work related either. If you are currently pregnant, having a child is the next most important thing. If you are moving across the country, like for me, 
moving is the next most important thing. It won't necessarily be something work-related, but it is just acknowledging this is the next most important thing. Often, people, including me, will be like, oh, I'll just keep working right through the move. And actually, I'm working really hard to take about a month off, like two weeks to make the transition out of where I am right now, two weeks to transition into where I'm going, which is many thousands of miles away. And that's really, really helpful. It's just having the priority of, okay, I have to make a bunch of time for this. That is the next most important thing. The next right thing is generally obvious and simple. And I don't mean obvious in a mean way, like you dumbass. I mean obvious like um, we tend to overcomplicate as humans. If you want a gallery exhibition of your paintings, you have to paint right? That's step one, and you can schedule it as such. If you are not painting, it is not possible for a gallery exhibition of your paintings to occur because those would be using the paintings. And I'm not asking you to stop dreaming. I'm asking you to balance that dreaming with actual work in the physical world on this plane of reality. That one's for the Lunas. <laughs> actual work in the physical world on this plane of reality. Likewise, if you want to write a book, you have to write. If you want to teach, you've got to have a curriculum. If you want to coach, you've got to get yourself a test client. If your next most important thing requires schooling, it will never be earlier than it is right now. Your brain will always say it's too late, and that's whether you're 19 or 90. Get the brochures, the loan forms, the applications, the meetings, the whatever is necessary in motion, even if you're certain that I'm a delusional maniac and this thing that you want can never happen. We are living in apocalyptic times and the earth is quite liter literally dying. According to the most recent science, if we continue our cultural practices as they are right now, we have 60 arable seasons left on the planet before the whole thing is fucked. 60, six zero, that's 60 years and our food supply will no longer exist, period, if we keep going as it is right now. We are running out of time to make a more gorgeous, loving, and creative world. Please don't tell me your email is more important right now, or your 401k just needs a few more thousand dollars before you can summon the courage to do X. Start. Begin. And there's always a way to start or begin that isn't just fucking quit your job and do this thing. Always. There's always a next step. So start. Begin. Further, let the next right thing be enough. And this is very specific for each kind. So if you tend toward Luna, you might spend lots of time dreaming of something bigger, more, quote, important, unquote, and more awesome than you're doing right now. What I mean by that is a single painting, in your estimation, isn't enough. You've got to create a show. A show isn't enough. You've got to create an art crawl. And on and on, while a single painting fails to get made for months on end. Buckbeak is here to remind you that one wing flap at a time gets you from here to there. And so what is the smallest possible thing that you can do to move the ball forward? If you tend toward Hermione, you have already listed 83.9 internal reasons why the next most important thing won't work. It probably comes down to you don't have time, you'll need 20% more income, you're out of energy, the holidays are approaching, the slow season is coming. The busy season is coming. See how both are included? Uh, you need one to five weeks of utter silence in order to begin and or you're not sure people will approve. 
Reminder that Buckbeak was rescued by a bunch of teenagers using time travel, so he really doesn't care about your excuses. Everyone fears that the next most important thing is simultaneously not important enough to take up so much of your time and too important to do imperfectly. Please don't let perfectionism ruin you. Start, begin, have a vision, and go get it. If you would like to share your next most important thing with me, whatever it is, you can totally do so. Just email k at kristenkelp.com and tell me what you're going to do. And there's no fucking sales pitch. There's no afterward. There's no, this is simply like, let's start to make good progress and let's do these things. If you would like my help bringing your next most important thing to light, six coaching spots open for KK on Tap, which is a year-long program with me in January. You can get on the wait list at kristenkelp.com slash tap, T-A-P. Finally, and for the second time because it's scary, if you've enjoyed the podcast this year, a quick funding note. I've created 35 episodes for you this year, so ponying up $35 to help me continue doing this work on a completely free level seems fair. If I have helped you make more than $35 this year, please pay your dues so that's what she said can continue into 2020 and beyond. You can do that at kristenkelp.com slash podcast. May you know exactly what the next most next redo may you know exactly what the next most important thing is and may you find the courage to do it may your vision be clear and direct may you not overcomplicate it may you not scale it up may you know deep within that this is the right path whatever it is and may you find the time energy money silence, stillness, and space to make it so. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week for the final podcast of 
there's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.